Welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Cork, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Good morning. Hopefully I can talk to you today and share some information that is going to motivate you and kind of pump you up for kind of working towards your health and fitness goals, especially if you're struggling with bloating. Because I often find that a lot of times women who are struggling with poor gut health or they've been struggling with bloating for a while, they start eating healthy. And if you're still bloated when you're doing all of that, right, it can get really discouraging and frustrating. Um, And you really ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying so hard eating healthy, eating clean when I'm still bloated all the time? And I'm going to share with you kind of four kind of big areas and big reasons as to why you might still be struggling with bloating. And so again, this is not where you are like, you get discouraged and you throw in the towel and you're like, you know what, what's the point? Like, doesn't matter. I'm going to blow, be bloated regardless if I'm eating healthy or if I'm not eating healthy or whatever. Like these reasons may be the reasons why you're still struggling with bloating. And hopefully it can give you some ideas, give you some support, and you can hopefully continue on your health journey and start feeling a bit better. So four reasons. If you're struggling with bloating, right? And you're kind of, you started, you started changing up your diet, changing up your nutrition. Maybe you're following a plan, right? But you are, and you're eating healthy and you're trying really hard and you're putting all this effort into like meal prepping and buying quality foods and all of this stuff, but you're still struggling with bloating. Again, it could get super frustrating and super discouraging. You got to get to a point where you're like, what's the point, right? Why am I trying so hard? If it's, I'm still not like, I still don't feel good. I still have like, my gut is still distended. I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still dealing with bloating and I just don't feel good because nobody likes being walking around every single day feeling super, super bloated, right? And so this is where diving a little bit deeper can be helpful. And there's so much more towards gut health beyond just being like, okay, well, I'm going to eat healthy, right? I'm just going to like not eat junk food or eat like a bunch of chips or fried foods or anything like that. Obviously those can definitely impact your gut health. But if you're noticing you're eating naturally and you're eating all these whole foods and you're eating super clean, but you're still struggling with bloating, right? It could be some other things. And so one key area is possible food sensitivities or intolerances, right? And unfortunately, you can develop food sensitivities and intolerances to even healthy foods, even whole foods, right? And it's with when this happens, right? It is your body having a bit of an immune response, right? Oftentimes due to a difficulty kind of digesting certain foods or just if there's an intolerance, it typically has to do with like not enough enzymes or the produ- like issues producing certain enzymes. So even though these healthy foods, right, you're consuming them, they can still have this inflammatory response and they can still be difficult to digest. So sometimes, right, it's not about just like junk food or like poor quality foods or like ultra processed foods. Sometimes it's even healthy foods, unfortunately, like eggs are really common, right? Soy is really common, even in terms of like certain dairy products, right? Like a lot of people will have dairy and like they have like, especially lactose intolerance, right? This is probably the most common that a lot of people are familiar with. 
right? Dairy is not necessarily a bad thing unless we have issues with the enzymes because a lot of our dairy products, they are pasteurized. So it lacks a lot of those natural enzymes. Um, And then also if we are consuming products with other ingredients, right? And then we can have developed food sensitivities to those foods, not necessarily due to the item, but all, but more so like the source of it. And then our body can start having that kind of response to it, that sensitivity, that immune response due to these even like relatively healthy foods or natural foods or basic foods. You can also develop like food sensitivities and even have intolerances or allergies to like nuts or seeds or legumes, right? Or even animal proteins, not as common, but it can happen for some people. And these aren't necessarily, again, to the point of being like, okay, this is an allergy and I need to eliminate this food for the rest of my life. It's just identifying these things and being like, okay, like how can I support my body through these? And maybe this is contributing to my bloating. And then really one of the big things that I usually recommend is when it comes to food sensitivities and intolerances. So yes, you can do testing to find things out, but there's so many different factors. And it's like, also, I find that a lot of times people will do the testing without actually like reviewing their symptoms and how their body's responding to things. So certain things may pop up, but it doesn't necessarily mean like that food is the problem. And so a lot of times people will eliminate these foods completely for a period of time. And then it ends up being like super restrictive um, and all of these different things when it's like, sometimes it's not necessarily the solution for that. And it's really about focusing on other factors, which I'm going to dive into too. Some of the other reasons that have actually contributed to developing those food sensitivities and intolerances. And so what I typically recommend is really just listening to your body and taking note. And this is where food and mood journal is really helpful or working with somebody and being a following a bit of kind of in a sense, an elimination diet, but just being very kind of clear about the certain foods that you're including and not including for a period of time and seeing how your body responds. And if there's improvements and you're still struggling with bloating and this can help pinpoint things, right? Because if we are eating differently every single day, we can also have a really hard time kind of pinpointing what is actually the problem, but food sensitivities and tolerances can contribute to bloating. So you can still be eating healthy foods, but these may be problematic just simply due to your body having difficulty digesting them, or there's for some reason you're having this kind of like immune response or inflammatory response to them. So really diving into that and identifying like what foods that might be and keeping in mind that it can unfortunately be healthy foods too. Now, reason number two, why you can still be bloated. And even though you're eating healthy and you're sticking to natural whole foods and like, you're really paying attention to the quality of the foods and ingredients and all that stuff is gut dysbiosis. So this means an imbalance of certain like good bacteria and bad bacteria, right? Like as you may have heard, we have a full kind of like gut microbiome in our gut. We also have bacteria like all over our body, not to gross you out or anything, but that balance of the good guys and the bad guys is really important because there's going to be certain bacteria and even like yeast and stuff that can actually contribute to gas and contribute to bloating. We can also notice like, um, especially for like candida overgrowth, right? This can contribute to bloating. And this is like candida feeds off of 
again, not to gross you out or anything with talking about the bacteria that's living inside of you, but candida is actually pretty common and you can get an overgrowth of candida and this can really contribute to bloating and they actually feed off of sugars. So this can, right? Like this doesn't necessarily mean refined sugars, although that is kind of the primary culprit, but it can also be due to sugars in like fruit, for example right? Especially if you're having a lot of fruit in your diet or even just like simple carbohydrates from like other sources and stuff too, even though they're healthy sources, they can still be kind of feeding the candida overgrowth and stuff. And this can contribute to like gas and bloating and other symptoms and stuff too. SIBO is another imbalance where it's actually too much, even like of the good bacteria and stuff. But this is where SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So another overgrowth of bacteria where it's actually too much. And this can result in kind of issues with your gut or even like bloating and stuff too. So this is again, where like it, even though you're eating healthy, you may be still struggling with these issues. And then of course too, if we don't have enough, right? Like if we, there, we talked about having too much of certain bacteria and even yeast, but also if we don't have enough, this can also be an issue because especially with like a plant-based diet, for example, or a lot of like fiber foods, like our bacteria, our gut bacteria, actually really help with the digestion of those and the breakdown of those, um, or even certain foods too, they actually feed our guts like prebiotics, right? So this is where if we're having a lot of foods, even if they're healthier foods, but they rely on our gut bacteria in order to break down and digest them, then, and we have a lack of, right? Maybe you've just did a round of antibiotics or something and killed those off or simply due to kind of poor diet or stress or whatever other factors, right? If we actually don't have enough, then we can also have trouble digesting and breaking down certain foods too, because there are a lot of like, especially high fiber foods that really rely on our gut bacteria to help us process those. Now, reason number three, we kind of touched base on stress a second ago, but reason number three, right, is that we might actually just be dealing with low stomach acidity or low production of enzymes. And so this is where this can really impact how we break down all foods, right? And especially more difficult to digest foods or even like proteins, especially proteins, right? So you may notice that, and protein super, super important, but like if you're fine, you have a really hard time digesting proteins and you also are get super bloated and stuff. This may actually be due to low stomach acidity and low production of enzymes. And this often affects a lot of different foods. It's not just one food that you're noticing these issues. And that therefore too, it could be really healthy foods, right? Protein is really healthy, especially like, and there's so many different healthy sources, right? And it's essential for us to have higher amounts, but it can be a bit difficult to digest because it does require a certain level of stomach acidity in order to kind of activate certain enzymes that actually break it down. And then also just like stress too, right? If you're in a stressed out state, what do you think this does? This decreases your stomach acidity and enzyme production and digestive function. And so this is where, right, you may run into a scenario where you're dealing with high stress or you're in a more high stress environment or you're busy at work or something like that, right? And then you notice you're always bloated, even though you're eating healthy, even though you're eating these great quality nutrient dense foods, right? You may notice you're still bloated and it's super frustrating because it's like, you have enough things to worry about versus why the heck am I bloated, right? And so again, looking at that can help. And if you can't necessarily, 
sit down and relax and calm yourself and help support your digestive function. This is where digestive enzymes can be helpful or even just focusing on easier to digest foods like soups and smoothies and like really well-cooked foods, really well-cooked vegetables and different things. And just making sure it is a bit easier to digest if you know that that enzyme production is going to, and the digestive production is going to be or function is going to be a bit hindered and stuff, right? Um, now, number four, <laughs> reason number four why you can still be bloated while eating healthy. And that is maybe your idea of healthy is a bit skewed. And unfortunately, right, especially a lot of times when, because a lot of times the only reason people change their diet and change what they eat is in order to lose weight, unfortunately, right? Starting to change a little bit these days. And for the most part, a lot of people only change the way they eat if they're like, hey, I need to lose some weight, right? And so what do they do? They focus on the low-carb foods, the low-fat foods, the sugar-free foods, right? Even gluten-free and vegan, right? If people focus too much on these labels and thinking that, okay, if it's gluten-free, it's healthy, or if it's sugar-free, it's healthy, or if it's low-carb, it's healthy, right? Or if it's vegan, it's healthy, without actually looking at the ingredient labels and like actually, and still focusing on a lot of ultra processed foods, right? And the problem with processed foods is that it's not necessarily like even just like the quality of the ingredients, which is usually kind of cheaper qualities. It's really like, there's some great processed foods out there, right? There's a lot of food. Most of our foods are processed in one way or another, but those ultra processed foods that have a million and one ingredients and a lot of them aren't natural whatsoever. And they are sugar-free or low-carb or fat-free or gluten-free or whatever, right? And you actually read the label and it's like all of these other ingredients. The issue is that even if it's gluten-free or even if it's vegan or if it's sugar-free, right? We really have to look at those actual ingredients on that label. And we have to understand too, that oftentimes there's a lot of preservatives. There's a lot of like sulfites. There's a lot of different like artificial flavors, sweeteners, fillers, binders, thickeners, like all of these little ingredients. And sometimes our body can actually be responding to those and reacting to those. So you may get a certain product and like that actual primary food, whatever it is, right, isn't actually the issue. It's going to be a lot of those synthetic ingredients or even those like binders and thickeners and preservatives, especially sulfites are super, super common to contribute to bloating. So really pay attention to those things. And so like you may be sitting here and you may be really like, oh, and I eat healthy, right? Because I eat vegan or I eat gluten-free or I don't have, I don't have sugar right? But those don't necessarily mean that those foods are super nourishing and they're super aligned with your goals and they're super supportive of your gut. So again, your idea of like what's healthy may be skewed due to diet culture or this bad diet train, right? The low carb, the keto, whatever. Then we still really got to pay attention to those ingredient labels because those can actually be problematic. So if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, I'm still bloated all the time. My gut health sucks. I still have all these signs and these symptoms. I don't feel good yet. I'm eating gluten-free or I'm eating sugar-free or I'm eating vegan, right? it may actually be what's in those items because it's not actually going to be the most supportive of your gut health or the most nourishing for your body. 
So pay attention to those things. And so those are kind of like the four key reasons why I find a lot of people will still be bloated, even though they're saying that they're eating healthy. Again, there's so many different factors, but typically it does like comes down to poor digestion, poor digestion and like enzyme production and stomach acidity, right? It can also be due to unaddressed food sensitivities and intolerances, right? Even to healthy foods, it could be imbalances with their gut microbiome that's impacting their ability to like process and digest foods or contributing gas and bloating, or they think they're eating healthy, but they're also eating a lot of these other different like preservatives and additives and different things that are actually contributing to their bloating and contributing to irritation on their gut, gut inflammation, right? Can contribute to gut dysbiosis and then all of these kind of gut issues or leaky gut too. So anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Um, hopefully you found that was helpful and hopefully you can crush the rest this week. Bye guys. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.